to glow. She's building something. A sweet little empire. She's doing fine. Working on her own terms. Life by design. Living happy, no drama. It's your life. Just start, mama. Imagine if you could structure your entire business to make great money and really consciously design a life that looks like the one that you always daydream about. You have a blank canvas sitting in front of you right now, and you absolutely have the power to do that. I'm talking about behind or beyond the chair. You are worthy of creating your best life and business. Hi, friend. It's Jen. And I just wanted to tell you really quickly about the best year bundle. It's literally over $1,100 of education and resources. You get two bundles wrapped into one giant ridiculous deal. Salon Suite University, which has my best-selling easy money workbook and guide, copy and paste scripts, the lifestyle scheduling system, and website-ready policy templates, plus over $300 in bonuses, like caption templates, the Start Your Suite with Confidence video class, Reels Ideas, a jot form video class to take your virtual consultations till the next level, a visual branding workbook, and a new set of templates called the Ultimate Caption Pack, along with keyword-rich signature templates, and a brand new class that I just made called Stories That Get Bookings. I'll show you how to convert views to clients and also use stories to streamline your business and save you time. But wait, there's more. You'll also get my Beyond the Chair Bundle, which includes five masterclasses to help you add or replace your behind the chair income. It's the blueprint to the first 100K that I made beyond the chair with digital products in my multiple six-figure business. I'm sharing it all. How to create an ebook, a video class for technique or a business, how to start a podcast, and how to honestly and authentically market yourself to attract your ideal buyer. You'll also get virtual curl coaching. This class was designed for curl specialists, but can translate into working with clients in any niche online. Charge for your time to teach styling, product application, product recommendations, etc. using Zoom. You'll also get access to live classes for Beyond the Chair, Easy Money, all about policies, and guess what? More are coming. You will literally never find a value like this anywhere else. All of this and the lifetime access to it is only $99. This is not a drill. Run, don't walk to bestyearbundle.com and snag this offer before it disappears. I can tell you that if you're listening to this, it's still available. Available? (laughs) But I can't promise it will be tomorrow. So go get it now. Bestyearbundle.com for instant access to everything I just mentioned. Welcome, Hunter, to this episode of I Am a Boomer, and I'm still <laughs> learning a new platform. Um, say hi. How are you? <laughs> hi, Jennifer. I am so excited to be... Listen, listen, y'all. Listen, friend who's listening to this. I just got Jennifer on this new podcast platform, and, we're le- and we, are, we are loving, we're living, and we're having our best time together figuring it out. It's great. <laughs> It's definitely, it's definitely like this entire interaction really is who I am as a person. Yeah. So it's authentic. We <laughs> love authenticity. I have been, I've known you for what? I mean, I remember before you were even on Clubhouse, like you were yep. just doing your thing on Instagram. And um, for those of you who don't know who Hunter is, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Um, well, first off, thank you so much for wanting to spend this time with me, Jennifer. Like, yeah, it's so true. Like, I've been following you. I've been following you since I very first even, like, put in my, like, vision board for 2021 that I wanted to be an educator. Like, I followed you, and I was like, this gal is doing some really cool shit. She's showing up consistently. She's preaching to the, like, she's preaching. It was fantastic. So it's like, full circle and really cool that we get to have the relationship that we have now. And so thank you for having me on. My name is Hunter Yonya. I am a solo suite owner in central Pennsylvania, and I am an educator, an independent educator, and I teach hairstylists how to set boundaries by automating and elevating their client experiences. And so I am super passionate about a lot of the similar things that you preach to, Jen, um, about boundaries and about us as, as especially independent hairstylists, taking 
ownership and control of our own lives, our own destinies, and how we show up in our businesses. And um, it's something I'm super passionate about talking about. And uh, there's a super special event that's coming up sometime soon. And that's why we're coming together today to be chatting about it. So I'm into it. The 15th? Is, is it, it on the 15th? I think so, I yes. had this written down. It's called A Really Sweet Summit. And you're one of the speakers. And you're doing an entire class about What's the name of the class? I know you it's said gonna you- be, it's going to be about like preventing burnout by streamlining and automating your stream and your business behind the chair, basically. Um, and it's going to be talking about all the good things with like boundaries, saving yourself some time. Um, it's going to be about making all of the crazy responsibilities that you have as an independent artist. Um, that just keep piling and piling and piling and piling up, right? Like every single day, I feel like there's something new that we have to do. I'm going to be talking about how you can take all of that brand new shit that you have to do all the time and make it simple and easy and to make space in your life and make time in your life to be able to actually show up in the spaces that you have to show up to be a successful CEO and have longevity in this career. So I am hyped about it. What are you teaching? Beyond the chair. Yeah, I'm teaching a class on how to use this new podcast platform that you're just kidding. <laughs> you better be learning quick then. Shit. <laughs> um, tell me what you just said, showing up in other parts of your business that you need to show up as. Can you speak a little bit more to that? Because when you said them, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yes, like, 100. Transitioning from a commission stylist to an independent, you're used to Someone else is doing a lot of that stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's hard to find a stylist that would be like, I want to go back. You know, like everyone's like, I will figure it out. I don't care if it's hard. I'll figure it out. But like, what are some of those things that as you make that transition, like where, how else do you need to show up? Honestly, I don't know how you feel about this, Jen. But like, I was just on a podcast with a bunch of like, people who are like have been industry leaders for a long time and we were talking about this big shift that has happened especially over the past two years into independent ownership and we were talking about our predictions for like the next like what the next three years looks like and I honestly I really can see a little bit of the the pendulum swing going Mm -hmm. back in the other direction yeah because of how intense it can be to run your own independent business, right? Like, I think that if if independent salon owners don't understand how to really streamline what they got going on and prevent burnout and set really strong boundaries for themselves in a professional way that they will end up either, you know, going into the ground because they're so tired and exhausted. They won't have the time to do what they need to do to have a consistently successful business. And they'll just want to go back to having somebody do those things for them. Right. And so that's exactly why I teach what I teach, because I think that that for me personally, you know, stepping into my own independent space and creating what I've created for myself has completely changed my life. And it is so like, it has been just such a beautiful journey. I've learned so much. I've been able to impact so many people in my own community as a, as a solo um, entrepreneur and create my own vision for myself. But with that comes a whole lot of responsibility, right? And what I had to learn the hard way was, If I didn't figure out how I could make time to show up when I had to show up, then then this wouldn't be a sustainable long career for me, right? And so when I talk about showing up in the spaces that you need to show up in order to have a successful business, what we need to be focusing on is the $1,000 tasks versus the $10 tasks, right? So like the tasks that just take up so much of your freaking time that don't actually move you forward in your business and take big leaps forward, right? Like there's a lot of tasks that we need to just keep up with the day to day, right? To keep up with like keeping your business afloat and just have those operations flowing. But then there's big tasks that move you closer to your goals that actually grow your business that help you run a long, long, um, long, beautiful career that we feel like we never have time to do because there's all these little stupid tasks that take up so much of our time, right? You get sucked into the details, like those where you could easily automate things. And then I always, you talk about this stuff in way more depth than I do. But one of the things I always talk about is literally just like, 
a jot form just and yep. and whether that's a jot form or a google form or anything like automating the way that a client comes into your world like is that kind of an example of what you're talking yeah, about yeah absolutely and so like when it comes to like client communication right <clears throat> or like client onboarding anything like that this is something that like that you can take and you can and you can fit and you can reimagine the process of how it works so that way you don't have to be the one doing it and the beauty of it is is that you can do it in a way where you're taking advantage of how the world works right now and how technology is offering us so many solutions to be able to build these amazing sustainable businesses right any top like uh, 500 fortune company will always be looking for ways to create more efficient processes and save time because any successful CEO will tell you that time is the most valuable resource, like period. Right. And the gorgeous thing is, is like I said, we live in this amazing era where people are actually starting to prefer way more to be more self-sufficient, to do things by themselves, to not have to go through somebody else to get things done. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like calling somebody to pay my car bill, right? I get my, (laughs) right? Like, ew, like who would want to do that? Like, just go online and pay. I don't want to, I get my, I get my hair done at a salon and I hate that they don't have online booking. I, I hate having to call them when I have to reschedule or book a new appointment. It like drives me up a wall. Every time I have to open my mouth, to speak to someone that's a deduction (laughs) exactly deduction Deduction. exactly and it's not just us it is the way the world's moving no matter what demographic we're talking about of course some demographics are going to you know catch up a little bit slower than others but it is the way the world is moving people are starting to get into a space where they're finding satisfaction in self-sufficiency And so we should be taking advantage of the fact that we live in this world where people are preferring for us to do less work and to let them do the work, (laughs) right? It was definitely weird. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you please. I would say it was definitely weird. I started using um, Schedulicity in 2009. I saw it on the Facebook ad and I'm like, what? This is like everything. For me, I loved it. It was a little bit of a reach to get my clients to make that switch that long mm-hmm. ago. But now it's like, that's just the, I mean, do you think it's fair to say that's the norm in this industry? Like, I would say that it is becoming the norm to have it as an additional resource. What I don't find to be the norm, and this is what I push for, this is what I want to change in my own education and what I preach to is I'm actually an online booking only business, okay? I don't think it works for absolutely, I mean, here's the thing. I think that we would be irresponsible educators if we were like, it's one way or the highway. Like, like you have to take into consideration as a CEO of your own business, what is the right decision for you, right? But, but I'm an online booking only business because- it helps me hold myself accountable to my own boundary of not coming in early, not staying late or on my days off because I love my clients. I like love what I freaking do. And if I am like looking at Susie, like my favorite, most ideal client in the face, and she's trying to book with me in four weeks and I have no availability for her. And I, what am I going to do? Am I just going to say no in person? No, I'm going to be weak and I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to come in on my day off where if you have an online booking only policy, right? Then you can, then, then your online booking schedule is doing the heavy lifting for you. It's holding you accountable to following through and saying no in a professional and very fair way. Right. Do you feel like when you talk to clients about that, that it's easier to, to kind of like, because you know there's people listening to this and they're like that's great hunter but i'm scared to do it like it's 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 not easy when you first start to make that shift but then to really like can you just say something like that to a client like look i love you i want to say yes to every single thing you ask me just because i love you but i need everybody to book online or i would be saying yes to everybody and i would be working 24 hours a day can you like present it like that is that like too much of a peek behind the curtain to the clients? Or can you kind of be like, I'm doing this to to really protect my well-being because I would say, can you like, you know what I'm saying, right? That is a great question. I think that's an excellent question. So my philosophy is always 
your first line of verbiage and explanation should always be relevant to the client. So it should always be like, this is why this is more convenient for you. These are the benefits for you. This is why you're going to love this, right? And if you get pushback, that's when you go into, okay, this is why this is important for me, right? Because, because most of the time... Clients don't really give a shit, right? <clears throat> they don't care if you're going on vacation. They don't no. care if you if you don't if you deserve this time with your family and friends. Like they don't care. They just want their hair done, right? And and at the end of the day, this is a transactional relationship. As much as we hate to admit it, it truly, really is at the end of the day. And so when you approach things in a way first where you're super positive and you share it in a way that it's going to benefit the client, that is how we can change the conversation ninety percent of the time. In the ten percent of the time where you have somebody give you pushback, that's when you stand up for yourself in your boundaries and you very politely and 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 emotionally and vulnerably and authentically share and professionally share your side of the story. But here's the T. Here's the T. Where I fight, where I like to fight the fear of um of like making changes. Okay. Especially let's just talk about online booking for example. <clears throat> Is We have to take responsibility for ourselves for if a client is unhappy with some sort of process or system that we have. And it's our responsibility to be sure that we have done everything in our power to make it as easy, understandable, and convenient as possible, right? Because what happens is if we want people to use our online booking, but we get pushback for it, why are we getting pushback? What's the issue? Look at your online booking software interface and the way that you have set up your online booking, right? And see, is this something that is convenient and easy for the client? Did I take the time to make sure that they have the resources or even just like the in-person walkthrough of how my online booking works? And if we haven't done that, then of course we're going to be scared. Of course we're going to fall into the trap of letting our clients control how we run our businesses because we aren't making it easy for them. And no wonder why people don't want to use your online booking. It's hard as hell to use your online booking. They don't understand the same terms and verbiage that we do as hairstyle. They don't understand what all of these steps work, like like how all these steps work, like pick a pick a service, pick your toner, pick your bond builder, pick your finish. It's like these people don't know what the hell that means. You have to speak to them in their language. And I always use the verbiage to make my point. And it's it's kind of like the hard pill to swallow that everybody needs to hear to keep in the back of your head. It's if it's your business, it's your fault. If it's your business and your clients are assholes to you, it's your fault because you let them keep being assholes to you. If you're, if they don't want to book online, it's, or they keep booking the wrong things online, it's your fault because you have to change that. So it's not like it's your fault because they show up late, really, but it is your fault because you haven't set that boundary. You haven't communicated that boundary, right? Like, absolutely. I talk a lot about. 100%. 100%. I talk a lot about the um the us as CEOs because that's what we need to start looking at ourselves as, right? Like we are the CEOs of our businesses. Like we are running a business. And 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 where I find a big mindset shift to cha- to that helps people is and helps me a lot emotionally and in the success of my business is looking at my business as a separate entity from myself. I am not my business. You are not your business. Your business is an entity and you are a human fucking being. (laughs) Just like you should have a separate business credit card, debit card, whatever. Your brain goes splits. That doesn't make sense, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because if you don't, and I can tell you this, it's like, it's a a reach, but I'm going to go there anyway. Like when I made the shift from behind the chair to beyond the chair, I didn't do both. There was no time that I really did both. I just switched. And I had like, I don't want to say like an identity crisis, but kind of, it was like a big part of who I was. And I had clients reaching out to me like, are you sure like you couldn't just do this one haircut or whatever? And it's like, it becomes so ingrained in your, even like your self-worth. Oh Yeah. And you have to remind yourself, like, this is what I do. You can love what you do. You can be passionate about what you do. You can love to be 
a people pleaser and serve your clients, but it doesn't define who you are as a human being and it never will. And if it does, you're in like a dangerous territory. And this is not a maybe you are headed towards burnout if you're not there already. I completely 100% agree. And that's quite the thing is that's why it's such a hard shift is because we love what we do and we create these like relationships with these people, right? Like, and we got into it because we are passionate, creative human beings. And that's why we, we have a hard time separating like our self-worth and us as a human with our business. But when you can get to that space, right, where you can separate your business from you and you can look at it from a CEO perspective and you can say, okay, what's working? What's broken? What are the problems? What are not the problems? And with these problems, how, what are the solutions? What are we, what can we do better? Right? Like what, what, what's the feedback we're hearing and how can we, how can we fix this feedback instead of being like, oh my God, my clients hate me. I shouldn't have done this. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like I'm trash. Like who am I, who am I, who am I to have boundaries for myself? It's like, no, you are a human being and your business has systems and operations that hold that, 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 that makes sure that you as a human being can go live your damn life. Right. It's about, it's about looking at it from a, um, a a non-biased standpoint and looking at it from a boss's standpoint and, and making smart business decisions as any other CEO would, but you hit the nail on the freaking head. And thank you for sharing that with us because it's so true. Like it is hard to separate your self-worth from, from your business that you're creating. I catch myself now doing that um sometimes with my dms people will message me and they just want to ask me like quick like how would you handle this situation or how would you do this and it's like i love my people and i want to answer them but i'm watching tv with my husband at 11 o'clock at night and i don't need to be answered you know what i mean like it's it's who we are as people and i feel like people whether it's creative or whether it's just our industry it attracts very a very um like very similar personality types like we aim to please it's not a bad thing it's it's a really nice personality trait to have but you just have to kind of temper that because it yeah. it's just i'm i caught myself i was like i am recreating some of these patterns in my new business i'm like are you free? Yep. i'm like this would be great content to talk about but i can't believe <laughs> me of all people who's like boundaries is doing it yep. again like how it's insane um yep. 100. Do you mind if I do you mind if I build off of that? No, go for it. Dude, yes, yes, yes. And 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 here's the thing. That's the that's precisely the thing. I don't think that we can sit here. I don't think any of us, any of us as human beings and as leaders as influencers, right? None of us can sit here and say that we're perfect with boundaries every single time, right? And that's why I talk about that's why I say like Systems that alleviate the pressure and hold you accountable are super helpful for me because I am just a human at the end of the day. And the thing is, is I really truly believe that that you deal with enough emotional bullshit in your personal life. Let's try our best to remove as much of that as possible from your from you in your business, right? And like having systems that help you do that and automating those processes and having strict like policies that you can fall back on, that helps you do that, right? But you said something where you said something like you said, we love to take care of people. And like, I think that's like the root cause of like why we we screw ourselves over a lot of the time. And and we never want to say no because our brains like feel guilty if we say no. We feel less um, we feel less worthy or important sometimes if we say no. I want to flip the script for a second. Okay. Because I truly believe, and this goes along with what you said, because I completely agree. I truly believe. That that our boundaries help us serve people better. Like I am in full belief, and in my own experience and my students' experiences, if you start to take care of yourself, you will be able to take care of your people ten times better. Because you're right? showing up fresh. You're showing up like not burnout. Exactly. And if you're not charging the prices that you need to be charging, if you're working seven days a week, 24 seven, what's going to happen? You are going to build, you're going to burn yourself out into the ground. You're going to dig a massive hole that you're going to go into. And then guess what's going to happen? You're not going to be doing hair anymore. 
your body's not going to handle it. Your phys- your uh, your uh, your psychologically not going to be able to handle it anymore. You you'll be over it. You'll be done. And guess who gets screwed over? Not only you, but your clients. <laughs> your clients, because you have because you're making sacrifices. We have to to phase this client. for the people pleasers. Like we have to. Who cares about your well being? But you're screwing over your clients. Okay, now we're listening. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's, and it's messed up that we have to do this. Right. But like, it's so important that we start talking about like, like the, our, ourselves and our own worth and how we're, how we're taking care of ourselves. But like, I mean, let's talk about it and like, let's break it down because if that's not what's connecting with you, if that's not what's making you take action, then guess what is going to make you take action? If you're a people pleaser, you're screwing your clients over and you're not serving people the way that you want to serve them. If you keep on screwing yourself over, because if you're resentful, if you're doing services that you don't want to do, if you are not charging the prices that you need to charge, then you are burning yourself out. You are not showing up with with your 100% and your clients want to get their hair done with you forever until you die until they die but your business is not going to be around for for them to be for you to be able to serve them if you don't take your own life and your own self-care seriously and this has been like something that's been we've kind of had to push for this you know what i mean like when people first started talking about this i know there was a general like from a certain other type of like stylist or business person there was like this is woo this is like <gasps> cringy like oh my god this these millennials you know what i mean like t- like about this and it's like no dude like this is just smart business this is so it's literally smart business yes you if you, you have a car you don't run it into the ground like you have to change your oil or whatever things i don't know that you have to do with cars like, <laughs> rotate the tires that's the thing whatever it is but if you don't do that like I watched, did you ever see that Warren Buffett documentary? No. There, there's a one that I think it's on iTunes on Apple TV. It's so so good, and he is talking to a group of high school kids, and he said um, something. To, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, "What if I bought you any car that you wanted, like any car in the world, and then you picked? I gave you this car, but it was with the condition it's the only car you can ever have." How are you going to take care of that car knowing it's the only one that you ever have, right? Versus mm-hmm. if you're like leasing a car and you get a new one every three years, whatever. He's like, okay, yeah, that except for your body. Literally. I'm like, that's why he's a billionaire. <laughs> like, how so smart good. is that? Like, so smart. That's like brilliant. I reach for analogies until something hits because things <laughs> hit differently for different people. For me, when I first started, I came out of an ugly divorce. I had been a stay-at-home mom for a long time. I went to college but didn't finish. So I was really like, I got to make money and feed my kids. So I had a gratitude, a self-inflicted gratitude problem. When my career took off, like I was literally just grateful to the point of like happy tears all the time. And that's that's great. But like, also you can't base your entire career off of that because you, like I was treating like my clients, like I owed them more than I did. Yes. Yes. It was my own fault. It wasn't their fault. You know what I mean? Like I had people telling me in the beginning, like you should charge more. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I feel like I'm charging you so much already. Like that kind of stuff. So we do it I'm like so into this. I'm like spitting while I'm talking. We do this to ourselves a lot. It's not like clients are telling us like some of them do, but like you, it's not yeah. like clients like you should be grateful um, for me. Like we, a lot of our problems are self-inflicted. 100%. And you're right though. I mean, you know, we do have like the the small majority who, and most of what I talk about is like, I'm talking about the majority, right? I'm talking about the spaces where you are screwing yourself over. Um, but there is the small minority of people who are just straight up disrespectful and we don't have fucking time for that. That's like, fuck them. Get them the fuck out of here. Goodbye. But, but 90% of the time it is us who, like you said, it's self-inflicting and it's so true. Like to the point of happy tears, like I remember, I think like one of the biggest shifts for me that I have realized has happened in my life since streamlining my processes and like scaling, scaling my business behind the chair. Right. 
is when people used to ask me how I was when I was like three and a half months booked out solid and I was coming in early, staying late on my days off, answering texts and DMs all the time, working on my business every single second of my life, when I was so grateful for all the success that I had. Anytime somebody asked me how I was, I would say, I'm really busy and I'm stressed out. I'm really busy and I'm stressed out. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, well, at least you're busy. That's a great thing. And then they would encourage me to keep going and to keep being busy. When in my real life, I was not happy. I was like, I was so grateful for the success. It was like beautiful for me, but because I was safe and that was something that is so such a privilege, right? Such a privilege. I worked for it, but it was such a privilege. But at the same time, it's like, what am I really working for at the end of the day if I'm not happy, right? And after I set really strong boundaries, after I created systems, after I automated as much as I possibly could, after I went stuck with really strong systems and um, processes and policies, all the good things, I finally was able to say, like, I feel like I can breathe again. Like, I feel like I can, like, show up to work and give people my 100% that they deserve that I want to give them. And my business grew faster. My, my business grew better. I was happier. It's like, you need to make this mindset, sh- mindset shift sometimes because you like grinding your ass off gets you to where you need to go sometimes. Yeah, in the beginning, right. It, it can, right? But there is a point where things need to change because what got you there is not going to get, what got you here is not going to get you there. And if you want to get there, if there is not being overwhelmed and all stressed out all the time, if getting there is growing your business to the next level and getting to a next point, you need to change something. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, drop that mic because that's so... <laughs> It's so true. And there is, now there is, there's people like us that are talking about it. But a few years ago, nobody was talking about it. And it was just kind of implied, like, you know, you should be just grateful for everything you have. You should be grateful that you have. Mm -hmm. um, It's, I call it fear-based gratitude or scarcity-based gratitude. And it can go from self, self, imposed ridiculous gratitude like I had like too much and then it can turn or um I think a lot of like more toxic commission salons operate in a plate you know fear and scarcity um yeah you should be grateful for every client you have like all that (laughs) stuff it's like well when you're the owner and you're just looking over the numbers you don't care if your stylist like how those clients treat your style you know but when you're the person that has to deal with every single touch of that client it matters how they behave and it matters how they treat you and it matters like it matters for every stylist but you know what i'm saying like it matters if you're a match to work together not and here's something too i feel like is is newer where it's becoming more accepted than than seen as ridiculous is you're not a match to work with every client every client's period. not a match to work with you period i preach it all the time like it's so true do you get pushback from that from from people saying like but i should like if you're like not every client is free like do you ever get people that are like well i feel like i should kind of take every client or so i truly believe that um that in the beginning of your career you don't know who's the right fit for you right at the very beginning of your career you don't know who's who's the right fit for you you might know who's not the right fit for you a little bit right but you need to cut your teeth a little bit because it's going to give you more clarity about who you really actually want to serve and the services that you actually want to do, right? I didn't know that I wanted to like also do like shags and like cool haircuts until I got clients who wanted it. And I was like, oh my God, this is actually kind of fun, right? And I would have never, I would have never like found that passion if I didn't try it at least, right? And so, and so I think that in the beginning of your career, when you're really establishing yourself and you're and you're really starting from ground zero it's important that you yes like start with good habits of self-respect of self-respect and boundaries sure but you are in a space where if you want to get to a point where you are ready to like only accept things that bring you joy like you need to be in a space where you feel stable enough to do that but you could also if you want to if you want to own it's like stick with those boundaries from grounds from ground zero and like go from there if you are in a financial stable space and safe space to do that then please do it right just know that your journey might be a little bit slower than others right it's just going to depend on who you are and what you believe in right but once you're at a point once you are at a point 
where you understand how to market to your ideal person and your ideal services, if you really understand how to get butts into your chair, that <laughs> that if you understand how to get butts into your chair that you actually love, right? Which takes a little bit of experience, it takes a little bit of time and definitely takes some education and mentorship. That's when it's time to really get serious about only serving the people that you that bring you joy and doing services that you love and excelling in services and specialties that you love and, and only marketing those specialties and services that you love because that will grow you 10 times faster. Like that will accelerate the shit out of your growth and you'll be happier doing it. So whenever I get, whenever, if I ever get pushback about this, I understand where it's coming from, where people are taking it really literally and people are saying like, oh, but what about the people who don't have the money to do that? It's like, don't fucking suffer. Like, duh. Like, don't like, don't like (laughs) fucking, like if you need to take, if you need to take a perm to survive, then fucking take the perm. But if, if you're in a space where like you are financially stable and cool and you understand how to market yourself, then yeah, now it's time, girl. It's time to start focusing on the services that will bring you the most joy and will grow you more because you're only focused on them. Yeah. Like it's, there's a lot of people when they first start out, if every penny that you make is supporting literally your life, right? That's when I, this is like, so Pinterest quote, whatever, but it's do what you have to until you can do what you want to. Yes. And then I ended up like one day, long story short, I was taught like somebody DM'd me and I just like, I'll randomly do this once in a while. Somebody will DM me and I just they ask me a question and I'll just hit if I'm in an office day, I just hit the like FaceTime on Instagram and I was like, hey, let's do a quick mini coaching session because I'm a psycho. And I was asking her all these questions. She was talking about like when to do like how should she book her time out and, you know, what kind of services she wanted to do, what days she wanted to work. And I was like, look, this is something I would ask any like coaching client. So if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. But how much of your income matters for how you guys live? You know, married, do you have a partner? Like, what's your financial landscape look like? And she's like, my income is like maybe nice, but we don't need it. I have my, she had young, young kids and she hadn't worked in a couple of years. And I'm like, okay, what I'm going to tell you would be completely different than what I would tell somebody who is where I was when I was 29 starting my business. I had to do the perms if that's what I needed to do to make the money. I was like, look, you're in a place where your income, your bills are getting paid, you have food on your table, whatever, no matter what, you only want to work certain hours. Like when you're, when you have somebody to watch your kids, like whatever that is, you don't want to work weekends, you, whatever it, I'm like, stick to your guns and only do that. Only do the services you love. It might, like you said, it might be a little bit of a slower build, but you're never going to have to compromise all of those things, like you're very in a, an awesome place right now to have yeah. that as an option. And if you want to lean into that, go for it because eventually yeah. you're going to have to shed all those perm clients anyway. Exactly. exactly. So you get to kind of skip the line, but that's the thing. Some people, this might not be the best, most um, uplifting thing I'm about to say. Some people get to skip the line. Some people don't. Yep. It is yep. what it is. And, and you know what, I will, I will tell you the people who get to skip the line oftentimes understand, understand marketing, like the people who can get to that space quicker and faster will understand marketing and you can start out like, and here's the other thing, even when you're starting out and you're taking different types of services and you're doing all the things right. Just to like, just to like survive, right. What you should still be doing is not marketing to everybody. Like you should still from the get be marketing to at least one type of person or one type of generalized service situation, right? Like a, like an overview of a service or a type of vibe, like a type of brand that you're creating, right? Something, it needs to be focused because you'll never get to that place unless you are, unless you are niching down in the way that you're marketing, right? The way that you're running your operations, as far as who you're accepting into your business, who you're shedding away. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, that's a different story, right? Because that's like literally how you're making money behind the chair. And so, so, so we—that's the other thing—is it's really important that we 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 categorize the w- different ways that we're showing up in our business, right? So, like, we have operations, we have sales, and we have marketing. And marketing is its own thing that helps you get people to actually, you know, understand who you are, nurture them, want to book with you. Your sales process is like how you get people to actually like 
press the book button and like go through your process. And then your operations is how you manage yourself, what your policies are, um, what you accept into your business and what you don't, et cetera, et cetera. And at certain different parts of your career, those are all going to look different. And you need to just take in consideration where you're at and what you want. But the thing is, Marketing is marketing is marketing, and any successful business has a niche and has a specific person that they serve from the beginning. And I will say this, because one of the things that I hear people say that drives me fucking nuts, fucking nuts. I don't usually swear, but that's how pissed off. I swear all the time, but I, no, I don't swear much on my podcast. I don't know. <laughs> well, nuts. I'm sorry. I probably broke, I broke, I broke that seal. I, I, <laughs> I had, I forget who, I just had uh, Crystal Casey on last week, and I had to change uh-huh. my setting to... <laughs> We'll change it. Um, but it makes me so fucking mad when pe- that whole pay your dues thing drives me nuts. Oh, you have to pay your dues. You have oh. to pay your dues. And I'm like, tell me that you're f- dated as fuck without telling me that you're dated as fuck. Literally. But smart marketing is the new paying your dues. Absolutely. Being smart in your business, understanding the fact that your business is more than just behind the chair, like dipping your toe into all of that business and, and running it. That's the new paying your dues. That's what's going to- That is brilliant. That is so brilliant. I wrote yep. it down because I was like, I don't want this to like go out of my head. I was no, like, it should not leave you. You should coin it. That is literally brilliant. It's so true and it's so smart. Like that is, that is exactly the T because that is the groundwork, right? Because here's the thing. We are just now starting to learn how to treat our businesses as businesses, where like any other fucking industry has known this shit for years and years and years and years and years. Why is that? Like, why are we so late to the game? Is it because everything's been disrupted and and now the huge shift to independent? Like, is that because I've heard, you know, a lot of salon owners don't know either. So why is it that our industry is so behind the curve? It's because nobody has ever taken our trade seriously enough to to treat it as a business. And it's because we just don't get this education out of beauty school. It's not the norm. It's not the standard. And we're in this space now that our landscape of how consumers behave when it comes to who they pay for their trade is really different, right? For like what they get done. Like like now we have this whole different landscape of how consumers move and the people who haven't caught up with that, who have like like relied on not having to have a lot of business skills and just like relied on referrals from like the local neighborhood and the local community, it's different now. Like things have completely changed and you're completely right, especially with the pandemic and, and how everything has been disrupted. Now we're in a space where... Um, they say, like economists say, that uh, that the pandemic sped the like the business landscape and like how consumers behave by ten years. Like we just like skipped ten years forward into how people behave, and so now we have us. We have people who have gotten the education, who have thought it's really interesting and understand bringing normal business concepts from any other industry into ours and applying that to our industry is is what is really actually working now. And I think that you're completely like correct. It's like, why the fuck haven't we gotten this before? I think it's because things have changed and now it's it's a little bit different. It looks a lot different to become successful in today's day and age as a hairstylist. I think like, that's what the T is. You have like it's <clears throat> and I like that because being good behind the chair, it's not enough and it shouldn't be. Like you have to take that responsibility for understanding yep. your business. And like you said, for understanding all of it as a bigger picture because Two, I don't know what the actual it's so hard to get numbers with this industry, like real yes. numbers. Oh, I know it's painful. I had someone regurgitate some numbers at me, and I'm like, you literally pulled that out of your ass like a magician's <laughs> yes. multiple hanky. I'm like, that's yes. not true. <laughs> but it's really hard. There's a high turnover. And someone said to me, Oh, like 95% of people that start are out within the first year. I don't know that I'd go that, that is far not true. at all. That is I was not like, true. Mm. but there, it's definitely high turnover. No. And that's not something that um, people really think about as much. Like, if we start paying more attention and taking better care of ourselves, maybe it doesn't have to be like that. Maybe it can just be really common and really just everybody knows this that when you start, start a 401k, start a retirement savings. Like no one talks about, that's not fun to talk about, but it's It's something that 
people people should know. I would love to find a fun way to talk about it. It still bores the shit out of me, but it's something. Potential. <laughs> <laughs> and that, but that's precisely the thing, though, is it's like people come to this industry because it's so sexy, fun, and creative. And I think that's the other thing is that it attracts people who really have a hard time grasping that kind of stuff. But that's the that's the thing. We need to change the narrative so people know what they're getting themselves into and understand that this can be really beautiful and successful for them if they understand the fundamentals and the foundations and the really important things. But that starts, like, in the beauty schools. And unfortunately, I don't see that shit changing anytime soon. And so that's why you and I and all these other beautiful, amazing industry leaders that we have in our circles and in the community, just in general, that's why we exist. That's why we have a job. That's why we're showing up and, and having these podcasts and having our courses and all the good things because it's so intensely needed. And so I want to thank you so much for being a part of that with me and like changing the narrative. Like I really do. And I'm so excited for us to be like a part of like a massive, beautiful lineup of other educators who have the same mission in all their different ways. This is crazy. And I, what it's three days, virtual event. You're doing class. I'm doing class. I know Jody Brown and Piper, they're doing theirs together. Um, Chantel from sweet stylist society. I Love her. Crystal Crystal L is coming. Um, Crystal L is going to be talking about how to create an inclusive brand, and Crystal is like next level amazing. Nice. So there's a lot of really great people. There's she trademarks. I don't know her name. I don't Rihanna. know her name. Rihanna. I don't Thank know how to. Say, she's Rihanna. she used to be a stylist, and now she's an attorney, like, which is like so badass. <laughs> like, I'm, like she's super cool, and um, it's crazy because. I know, like, we were talking before I hit record, like, you told me what you're teaching about. We talked about it a little today. But, like, everything that everybody submitted, like, our classes, is something that we could charge for, to be honest. It's really... Oh, yeah. Like, the (laughs) value, the value that these people, that y'all are going to get, the value that you are going to get, you you listening to this, my friend, the value you are are going to get from this this, uh, three-day event is going to be insane so highly 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 recommend it's like stupid stupid value. it's i mean i th- i want to say piper put it at like i forget what she said i looked at it and i was like this is three to ten thousand dollars of education when you Enjoy. really know from no powerhouse joke. educators and you can buy a it's free if you watch it live you can buy a ticket so you have like lifetime access to the replay what's the ticket like 50 bucks dude it's like stupid affordable <laughs> Like, because I know, I mean, it's hard to catch a live event. It's hard to catch every part of it. It's to me, this is like a no brainer. Like not only get the ticket because it supports Piper. So she'll keep doing this every year because it's like amazing. But then I, I don't, I like to watch a class and know that I can go back to it. So I don't like, I like to be present. So I don't have to scribble a ton of notes, like all that stuff. So to me, this is, I mean, I'm pitching it of course, but like, it's a no brainer. Like I don't care where you get your ticket like you have a link in your bio to buy a ticket from you right like yep and your what's your instagram it's at hair by hunty h-u-n-t-y that's amazing and you have some of your own education like if people want to go on instagram and connect with you are you the like send me a dm and like introduce yourself kind of guy now <laughs> that i just like already said it like no pressure Yes, you can always connect with me on the Instagram. I might take me it might take me a little bit to get back, but I am always friendly and always down to connect. But here's the tea. So I mean, if you want to like start like automating and like saving time and stuff, I have free I have a free resource in the link in my bio too that you can check out as well. Um, And it's a great place to start. So but connect with me. Let's freaking hang out on the gram. Um, I would love for you listener to come say hello and and chat with me and uh, create connections as a a fellow beauty professional i freaking the my absolute favorite part of this this industry is the people and the community so let's hang out i'm down last thing i'm gonna say i was on my list to mention and i just didn't we didn't get there you're only 24 (laughs) and i just i'm consistently impressed by you because you are wise i think you have a lot of wisdom whether you were 24, 44, or 64. And I'm sure you hear that a lot. But how old were you when you started? 
Um, I actually, I, I, so I was, I started in vocational school. So I started, um, in the industry when I was 15 years old, I, I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. And so I started my vocational school as a sophomore in high school. And then my first, my very first day at a salon was my 16th birthday. Oh my I like, God. I, <laughs> I applied to the salon that I got my, my, um, I applied to the salon that I got my hair done at as a 16 year old. And they were like, isn't this your birthday? Like, you don't have to, like, come in for your first day on your birthday. I said, no, I want to be here on my birthday. Basically <laughs> almost 10 years in. Like, yeah, basically. Like, eight, eight to nine to 10 years in, yeah. It's, like, all... It depends on what you just... It depends on what you consider to, like, be, you know, like, doing hair in the industry. I've been in the industry for at least eight years now. Um, but I think that, like, my, like, quote-unquote wisdom... I... I, I I had to spend two to three years only learning, like only sitting back and learning and just like seeing how human beings moved and interacted with people. And just in my personal life, like my entire life, like growing up, like just being like gay and like different and, and like wearing makeup and stuff like that. I've always been a little bit of an outsider and like being an outsider looking in and like like really studying how human beings like interact and, and seeing like what guest experience looks like, like as just an assistant and stuff. I think that it has really, really, really given me the power to understand communication, how people move, how to run a business successfully and how to connect with people and make real impact. And um, I'm really grateful for all the experience and all of the people who helped me get to where I am right now and the people who believed in me and trusted me, such as like all my mentors at the salon, all of my, my beauty, my fellow, my fellow high school, beauty school students, all those good things. And it's just been a really beautiful journey. And so I, I appreciate the fact that um, people recognize that. So thank you. Thank you for being here. I mean, I think this episode was fire as fuck. Me too. I'm I think everybody wearing right now. Like, <laughs> I think everybody needs to hear this episode. Like, yeah. literally everybody. Well, I always say this, and I, I, I always mean it. But will you come back? Because I feel like we could talk about so many things. You have your own podcast. I do have my own podcast. Yes, I do have my own podcast. It's called what the Modern Hairstyles Podcast. Say it one more time. The Modern Hairstylist Podcast. It's Can a little bit found- of a baby. And it's a beat. What I'm, I'm gonna shut my mouth because damn, say it. It's okay. <laughs> it is a baby podcast. Um, we started in January first. So when we're recording this, it's it's the very beginning of May. Um, but it's been so much fun. Like I I I like blew up on on Clubhouse. Like that's like really where like a lot of my where I started to connect and people started to get to know who I was. And so connecting with people through audio like we are now is like something that's like my favorite thing to do. And so um, since Clubhouse isn't as popping as it used to be, I decided to uh, create my own like audio platform and it's been really fun to hang out. So you'll definitely have to come on every now and then for sure too. So I'm down to come back. I'm down to have you on. Um, It's a great place to hang out. I love that we get to like share things with our people this way. The The modern hairstylist. Yes, the modern hairstyle. iTunes, anywhere you can find a podcast. Can you find it from the link in your bio? All that yep. stuff. All of okay. all the above. So check him out. Thank you so much. One more time. Just thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this. Especially because I DM'd you like Monday. <laughs> and it was like, hey, let's do let's do a quick podcast. And then we had a yep. fun start too. So yes. thank you, Hunter Donia. I appreciate you. And we will talk again very soon. Thanks, Jen. You have a blessed rest of your day. I cannot wait to talk to you again.